cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to the Brain and Brand Show. I'm Timothy Maurice, and my goal is to offer you insights into the psychology of influence by sharing research, conversations, and reflections from my interest in neuroscience, behavioral science, and brand strategy. Today's episode is about what I learned from having close proximity to Nelson Mandela over a 10-year period. I rarely speak about my relationship with the Mandela family, but after spending 10 years in a relationship with one of his family members, I realized it positioned me to share valuable insights. Every family is a family filled with complexity, and this family is no different. However, what I've realized on a positive note is that as a researcher, I was positioned just close enough to observe and see things the average outsider would have never known about his personal brand value. And I certainly don't mean to imply that I sat with him weekly and spoke about his life, but from 2001 to about 2011, two years prior to his passing, I was just close enough to appreciate dimensions of his influence that are often overlooked. Just like when you buy a car, let's say a Toyota, the same car becomes elevated in your consciousness, so much so that every time you pass one, you notice it where you would not have prior to purchasing yours. This is what happened to me by being close inside the family. Every family conversation, every article, every political moment, even the controversial stuff, his entire legacy, both the strengths and weaknesses, was alerted to my mental radar. And therefore, I've written numerous articles for the Star newspaper and given many talks unpacking his brand. So with Mandela Day having passed within this last week, I thought I would share a few thoughts about what I think you can learn from his life of influence. And while he was far from perfect, and the world would be debating his legacy for centuries, the following are just seven rigorous thoughts that I think you can apply to your life. Before diving into the personal brand influence insights, here's the story about watching the 2007 Rugby World Cup with the icon himself. Five minutes before the 2007 Rugby World Cup was about to begin, my nerves were on edge. In the plush home of an icon, was not where you typically watch a rugby event, but Nelson Mandela wanted to watch it with his grandkids, so he ordered them over. I was friends with a few of them, so I found myself sitting in a chair next to the couch he sat in. Draped around him were three of his small great-grandkids, with both of his feet crossed, elevated on the table between he and his TV. His smile consumed the room. My nerves were rattled because what do you do when there is a score? Surely you cannot high-five him. It must be off limits. In fact, I was terrified to even make eye contact. The majority of his grandkids and other family and friends went out back to a cottage to watch the match. I guess they were aware that the tension would restrict them. The few of us who remained in the room would glance at him and take cues about how to proceed. He and I shared the same table for our cups. He drank water, I drank iced tea. The match was riveting. When it became clear that South Africa would win, his longtime assistant, Zelda Legrain, came to escort him to his room. Perhaps he knew this was his final World Cup, where he would experience South Africa winning. Now let's get into seven observations you can learn from brand Nelson Mandela on how to build an influential and sustaining legacy. Enjoy. Excellent. 
Americans, I greet you all in the name of peace, democracy, and freedom for all. 1918 was an eventful and meaningful year. On November the 11th, World War I ended, and in August of the same year, Max Planck was awarded Nobel Prize in Physics for his work in quantum theory. During Planck's 60th birthday celebration, four months earlier, he was speaking about his friend and colleague Albert Einstein, who took to the podium and said, The state of mind which enables a man to do work of this kind is akin to that of the religious worshiper or the lover. The daily effort comes from no deliberate intention or program, but straight from the heart. Einstein at this time had no way of knowing that barely three months later, nearly 9,000 kilometers away in an Eastern Cape village in South Africa, a baby boy would be born who would emulate this precise philosophy. It was 94 years later. The world would celebrate the life of Roly Tlatla Nelson Mandela. The Nobel Prize winning global icon understood how to use people to get what he wanted and drive development and funding. In 2008, I got a chance to meet Beyonce and sit next to her and share with her my book at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. So perhaps I'm a bit biased about his greatness because anyone who provides the platform for me to sit next to Beyonce deserves a dedicated podcast. Beyonce... Her husband, Jay-Z, his mom and sister, were at his foundation to have lunch with Madiba. Prior to the lunch, a few of Madiba's grandchildren were allowed to have a photo op with Queen Bee herself and the hip-hop legend. There are many stories about how Mandela was able to make a phone call to world leaders, billionaire pals such as Richard Branson, and get them to invest in entrepreneurship ventures such as the Branson School of Entrepreneurship or inspire people like Oprah to, to launch a girls' school. There are literally thousands of stories of people investing their wealth in South Africa and even across Africa because of his influence. But you may be saying, yeah, but that's because he spent 27 years in prison and his story is just that compelling. Before you write off him as a smiling man with a good story, do listen further. When Madiba was 89 years old, brand strategist the world over had already considered Brand Mandela to be the most powerful personal brand in the world. Yet his distinction was not enough for the elder statesman to be content, which is why he personally asked his foundation for a rebranding, to realign his brand with the, his deepest values. The chief executive at the time of the Nelson Mandela Foundation said that at Mandela's assistance, the organization would be working hard to break down the mythology around the man. I can imagine Madiba himself woke up one day, looked around and recognized that despite all the bridges, municipalities, and malls named after him, his real legacy of encouraging peaceful dialogue and debate could be totally lost if he didn't get involved. This is a moment I really want you to sit with. An 89-year-old global icon asked for a rebranding. He physically said, I would like... To not be known for someone who just takes photos with celebrities like Beyonce and Jay-Z and Naomi Campbell. But I want to be known specifically in this new internet age for someone who reached out for reconciliation. 
My question to you, is it possible you're known for something that doesn't align with where you're going? Is it possible that you need to rebrand yourself? I'm going to take you through a number of steps for you to consider. Many of you spend thousands of rands trying to perfect systems and processes and shoot yourself in the foot by not managing your personal reputation. International business leader Tom Peters said, regardless of your age, regardless of your position, regardless of the business we happen to be in, all of us need to understand the importance of branding. He says, we are CEOs of our own companies, me, Inc. And to be in business today, our most important job is to be head marketer for the brand called you. So let's explore the seven, the top seven aspects we can learn from brand Mandela. Most of you aren't aware of the body of stories associated with your brand. The reality is that all of us exist in the minds of our stakeholders. And if you aren't careful, the perception of your existence could get lost in the agenda of other people. The first thing was know your purpose and mission in life. It's important to have talent, but it's more important to have a sense of direction and purpose. When your business starts to falter and all looks lost, a true sense of purpose will sustain you. Number two, be prepared to go to prison and pay the ultimate price for your purpose. It was clear. He said it on trial. It's something I'm prepared to die for. I can't imagine doing anything else except for exploring the vast potential of the brain and looking at how it impacts stories and narratives and brands. Forgive even when it's not popular to do so. That's number three. Knowing when to let go of hurt and pain so that you don't carry the baggage of your past around is essential in the new multiracial society we live in. More importantly, as society is evolving and growing, forgiveness is going to be more key because we are interacting more. So there's more transaction, there's more opportunity for mistakes. There's more opportunities for blind spots and people to make dumb mistakes. So being able to forgive quickly and move forward. And you can channel the lessons. It's not about forgetting, but it's not. It's about channeling the lessons and understanding and enlightening people and figuring out how to promote enlightenment along the way. Number four, know when it's your time to step down and reinvent yourself. You know, you may be like, ah, but he was old. That's why he stepped down. There's a lot of old people out there that are still running as president. <clears throat> you know who I'm talking about. Number five. Be willing to undergo an image makeover. Go back and do a personal brand audit. Look at your image and decide, do I need to reinvent my image? Do I need to evolve my image? Do I need to edit my image? Consider the power of an adjustment. There was a great novelist who was a feminist. She was the epitome of a feminist and her books weren't selling. She changed her entire image and guess what happened? She evolved her image and she became a best-selling author. Is there a correlation there? She says it is. She says when it, she released this old image of who she was and what people said she should be, her thoughts shifted and evolved. The ability for your image to impact how your brain sees itself is powerful. Number six, learn the art of networking. Madiba was smart enough to leverage his extraordinary brand to rally leaders, celebrities, and politicians to champion the causes he cared so deeply for. Finally, number seven, and perhaps greatest of all of his all of his gifts and talents to help build his brand was an internal thing called emotional mastery. In the year 2000, Nelson Mandela graced Oprah Winfrey Studios in Chicago, and just after midway through the interview, he revealed what I believe makes him or made him one of the greatest human beings to ever walk the earth. 
Oprah asked Madiba to elaborate on how he managed his emotions during the peace talks, and this is what he answered. He says, Our emotions said, The white majority is an enemy. We must never talk to them. But our brains said, If you don't talk to these men, your country will go up in flames. And for many years to come, this country will be engulfed in rivers of blood. So we had to reconcile that conflict. And our talking to the enemy was a result of the domination of the brain over emotion. There was a striking pause. And then Oprah asked, But wow, is there no bitterness? And Madiba responds with one of the greatest lessons we all must learn. He said, I hated oppression. And when I think about the past and the type of things they did, I feel angry. But you have a limited time to stay on earth. You must try and use that period for the purpose to transform your country into what you desire to be. When the interview ends, the tears in their eyes, the audience stood and honored what is perhaps the most powerful and important interview Oprah will ever engage. The ability to step in the middle of and control your personal conflict between your brain and your heart is a challenge we all face. When your emotions rage like a forest fire, who do you become? Personal branding is a fruitless conversation if you do not have the capacity to control yourself. The most important thing that I think we can learn beyond the emotional mastery is doing so with a smile. Very few photos, except for when he's engrossed in a thought or when he was angry at something. Did you not see Madiba smiling? Your smile is like a logo to your personal brand. There are many more observations, and perhaps one day I'll write about these. But I wanted to share a few that you may not have considered. As you go about applying your influence potential to making a difference, remember, one small change can trigger the butterfly effect. Flapping the wings of change can lead to a radical shift in your home, community, and maybe even the world. But it all starts with you being aware that no matter what your circumstances are, a prison or a pandemic, you have it within you to make a difference in your own life first. Thanks for listening and make sure you share this episode with someone you care about. And do rate us and leave a comment. Until next time.